Hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a Heartstopper podcast. I'm Ashley, she, her. And I'm Alyssa, she, they. And today we are here to talk about season two, episode one, out. (laughs) (laughs) It's real. It happened. I I feel like I'm still reeling from it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. We are recording this on August 4th. Yes. Um, Which means that it's been a day. (laughs) How many times have you watched this episode? Twice. Um, It was going to be more than that, but I took a longer than planned nap. Well, I didn't sleep, so it was a rest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I laid mm -hmm. upon the couch watching Grey's Anatomy to turn my brain off for a little while. And I was like, if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. But I did not. That is what happened to me um, on Wednesday (laughs) night. I laid down and tried to sleep because I knew I was going to be up at 2 a.m. to watch. And so I was up for roughly 29 hours before I slept. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, See, that's the one thing that I will thank my body for. I was having a really hard time falling asleep on Tuesday night. And, like, you know how when you know you have to wake up at a certain time, like, the longer you're awake, the more stressed out you are. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. only going to get this, like, I'm only going to get four hours. I'm only going to get two out, right? I was, I was in the, like, I was floating in the, like, oh, God, I'm only going to get, like, two and a half hours of sleep, Mark. I was freaking out. And, like, somehow, miraculously, I finally drifted off. And (laughs) when I woke up, just, like, naturally, I was, like, I am too well rested for it to be 2.30 in the morning, fuck and it was seven and so i think i think i think it was my body's way of being like hey hey hey, we're doing you a favor yeah because my alarm just didn't go off like i must have like turned it off accidentally at some point mm -hmm. and i was mad about it i i started to worry around like 12 30 but once once it came out like the adrenaline took over Uh and i didn't like actually get tired until about 11 a.m Okay. That's when I started to like, I just like took my computer to bed with me and was like, I'm going to rewatch it in bed. And if I fall asleep, it'll do me some good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it did. that's good. All right. So let's talk about the episode, shall we? Yes. All right. Season two, episode one was written by Alice Oseman and directed by A. Rosslyn. And according to IMDb, this is the episode where as His relationship with Charlie matures. Nick considers coming out to Imogen, but he finds it a lot harder than he expected. Elle tries flirting with Tao. (laughs) Or as I like to call it, the one where Tao likes Hawaiian pizza? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So I will say, this first two minutes I have seen about 15 times. (laughs) Um... So, right, so we we start with, it's a shot of Charlie's wall, and it's half of the pictures from the photo booth at the beach day from Boyfriend. Which was literally yesterday. I love this idea that they came home and, like, immediately put these pictures up on the wall. Oh, totally. So cute. Adorable. I also love that it starts out silent. Like, we, it's yeah. completely silent here. I mean, we have some, like, outside noises, but, like, there's no um, score or song right here at this point. Yeah. Charlie's alarm is a vibrate-only alarm? Okay. 
<laughs> my note in all caps says, are we supposed to believe that this soft ass vibrate wakes up a teenager? <laughs> my my note is sleeping Charlie awoken by a vibrate only alarm. You are either a very light sleeper or you like to live on the edge, Charles Spring. Truly. I no. What? No. I could never. Especially never. as a teen. I slept so much harder back then, and I'm still a hard sleeper. There's no way a vibrate only would get me. I'm a li- I'm a fairly light sleeper, and this wouldn't do it for me. Mm-mm. You can barely hear it. No. Oh my god, it stresses me out. Also, it's seven fourteen a.m., which I wonder if that's a significant number or if it just happened. Yeah, I feel like they often do that. I don't to know. To make it like look not planned, maybe, but like maybe. this is an alarm, so it's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I do know people who will put alarms at, like, odd times. Oh, me, for sure. (laughs) You know, like, someone will do, like, a seven at, like, and, like, just, like, as it gets closer and closer to the actual time that you need to get your ass moving, they become much more frequent. But this, again, doesn't seem like that because he is, like, out like a light. That's the other thing. He goes from out like a light to up and ready to go. Which, like, the day after you've got your first boyfriend, I guess you would... Be like, yes, yes, ready to go see my boyfriend. Like uh-huh. that part tracks to me, but I don't know. Also, like for setting the alarm, I like to just I set the hour mark, and I know I either need it to be like a first half of the hour alarm or a second half of the hour alarm, and I just like to just scroll and see where it lands <laughs> <laughs> and let that be the time that gets set. So perhaps he's similar. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he's just a, a chaotic alarm setter couldn't be me but <laughs> oh and there's a leaf by the picture frame yep <laughs> my heart um so when he turns off his alarm he has a text from nick that says hi with a little heart and then the music comes in yeah and it's shatter um but is it maggie rogers yeah it's maggie yeah, rogers it is um yeah so we have the like texting montage charlie responds hi does being boyfriends mean we're we do good morning texts now, <laughs> which is adorable. Cause again, this is the morning after boyfriend. Uh huh. And the flirting is strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick says, does that technically qualify as a good morning text? Because technically all I said was hi. Charlie says it was first thing in the morning. So I think it qualifies. Good morning, boyfriend with the little heart. And this is when he finally is able to get his button up and tie on correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And he is so happy. And it's like, I really like the ways in which it like parallels meat in a lot of ways Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, without being like identical. Yeah, for sure. He's in the kitchen. He's texting and he's got a bowl of cereal that he's not eating. He is texting with the speed of every gay person on this earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so obviously there's like more to this conversation that we don't see because then it says, Mm -hmm. and what else might be in the small print of this job description? And I want to know what the rest of that conversation, I want to know how we got from good morning boyfriend to this. Um, And then Charlie goes, hmm, kissing me many times per day. And we hear that Nick replies, but we don't get to see it. And that is just rude. It's cruel and unusual punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he's, 
on the bus with Tori, and he's super happy, and we don't see what he's texting there, but we see that he's but still she texting. does, and she gives us a big eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> and a sip of 100% pure juice. Mm-hmm. But, and then we get a very, very similar sequence mm-hmm. to meet of him walking to class, and it's, you know, it just, it hits different because we know that he's got Nick and Nick isn't Ben. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, okay, this is going to be different. He's going to go there to meet him and Nick is going to be there. And then he walks in and Nick is and not there. And- not there. Just like record scratch. Everything <laughs> grinds <laughs> to a halt. What the fuck? Yes. But then immediately they quell our fears because a pair of hands come right in front of Charlie's eyes. Okay. Before we dive into this part before nick shows up i want to talk about the song go ahead because season two for like so many different characters in different ways has this running theme of what you're feeling is valid and okay and it's totally fine to Uh not really understand it but just to feel it and embrace it Mm -hmm. you know and the theme is immediately introduced with this scene being paired with these lyrics Mm-hmm. It says, like, I don't really care if it nearly kills me. I'd give you the world if you asked me to. I could break a glass just to watch it shatter. I'd do anything just to feel with you, which could yeah. have easily been I'd do anything just to be with you. Yeah, it still scans. So, like, you could totally do it. But right. that choice of just to feel with you. Yes. It's not only giving us insight into, like, how fucking in love these two are mm-hmm. and just, like, how desperate they are just to, like, be together all the time. But I also think that it's accurate that they're not they're not just being together. They're feeling everything together. They make each other feel things so intensely that when they are together, it is like a shared experience of emotions. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really beautiful. And once again, it's another like they fucking knocked knocked it out of the park with the songs and the music. Yes, they, they did a really, really, really good job. But yeah, so then Nick shows up. And then all of us freak out because we know what's coming after he puts his hands over Charlie's eyes. Yeah. I we did I did for sure think they were gonna like that he was gonna grab his hand when we got this clip. Uh-huh. Um, but he just grabs his wrist and pulls him into like a storage room. Yeah. Um, which like I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he tells Charlie that he came out to Sarah last night and that it went really well. Even though it looks like it's been five years for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he got like a really good like sun-kissed glow at the beach. <laughs> um, His hair is reddisher. It's like more coppery. Yeah, it is. And he's aged like a year and a half. When I saw it and he was like, I came out to my mom last night. The first thing that went through my mind was like the Titanic gif of like, it's been 84 years. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what it feels like for us. Yeah. It's really crazy to like make that choice to pick it up like right after. The day after. Yeah. Because number one, I mean, like it makes sense given the timeline of the show of the show and like knowing that we need to get from spring to Paris and mm-hmm. forward from there but wow yeah <laughs> well most of the cast looks pretty similar like not all yeah. of them I, I would argue that nick and imogen look the most, the most different. different but like yeah. and you can kind of explain it away with imogen because her hair is different 
And it's uh-huh. like, okay, yeah, we haven't really seen her in a bit. Like, cause we don't know like how long sports day was. Actually, right. Like, I mean, she could have just redone her hair that weekend. Yeah, it's true. Cause it's like the Monday after sports day. Yeah. I just, I don't know how long it was between like Charlie's birthday to sports day. Yeah. Just a, a lot of questions. And I went back and tried to find some sort of indication of time between those two. Yeah. And was, I was not successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels it's been much longer than it is. And I do have to keep actively reminding myself this is literally <laughs> the next school day. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so Charlie says, Do you want a good, no, a well done kiss? <laughs> And Nick is just like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, do you even need to ask? It reminded me a lot of his, like, yes, of course, or yes, obviously, I don't remember what it was, in Boyfriend, when Charlie asks if they're boyfriends. Uh-huh. It's, like, very much that same, like, offended that you even have to ask tone. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, and so Nick gets his well-done kiss. And then realizes that kissing at school is a terrible idea. The way that he says it makes me think that they had this conversation last night. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like they had this conversation literal hours ago. And he's like, Charlie's the one that said it. And then Charlie was like, do you want to kiss? And he was like, yeah. And then he had to tease him about it. Like kissing at school is a terrible (laughs) idea. Maybe that's what, maybe it was even sooner, more recently. Maybe that was what the texting conversation we didn't see was could be then we get a montage of a kisses. montage which i have dubbed the boyfriend montage cute um just because it's like them just like being boyfriends notably there's not a song like there's not like soundtrack over this it's just the instrumental score mm-hmm. um which i think it's the first time that we have a, a montage that has just like score over it and not like a song with lyrics, uh, which is interesting, but I love it. It was the right choice, though. Yeah, it worked really well. Um, So they're kissing in Charlie's bedroom, and then they're playing Mario Kart in Nick's bedroom, and I just did not. I tried. I couldn't get a good angle to figure out which characters they're using. Yeah. I like when they're at the very beginning of the montage, they're like walking up to Charlie's house and you can hear them arguing. Nick's like, it's one of the first things I ever said to you. And then they walk in and he's like, you're not going to get distracted. And Charlie's like, yes, I will. And then neither one of them even bring their books up to the room. And they just like walk in and shut the door. And Charlie absolutely attacks Nick the second that the door is shut. And I'm like, yeah, of course he's going to get distracted. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts about that when we get to family. Uh, Oh, yeah. A lot of thoughts. Um, On the Mario Kart scene, whenever Charlie, like, ruffles Nick's hair, that read to me as improv. Like, Kit's delivery of, like, Like, that that was was uncalled for. And the way that he's looking at Joe and the way that Joe, like, giggles... (laughs) That reads very much improv to me. Okay. But I love it. It works really well. So Whether it was in the script or not, it is perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, I don't have, like, very good notes. The rest of my notes are just Nick's room. Lots of kissing. Nick is literally <laughs> bathed in sunlight. I cannot. Nick leaves Charlie's house. Fingers touch. Firework animation. 
that's I I got really lost in the montage and I forgot I, to take notes. I broke it down. So if you want me to go through it, I can. Please do. So after the Mario Kart part, we go to the bean bag where mm-hmm. Nick is trying to sit on it and Charlie's like, I was here first, and he like shoves him off. And then um, guess what? That would have been a perfect opportunity for lads, 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 but we don't get it. Harumph. There's a couple, there's a couple of spots I thought we were gonna get it that we didn't get it. So it is my biggest frustration with this season. <laughs> okay, so then we get this scene of them running up the stairs at Nick's house, and I love that they're just like this entire montage, they are both like giggling nonstop. And then we get the like four-way split screen mm-hmm. where we get to see kind of all of these moments coming together. We get to see they run up the stairs. Nick has on that like green shirt. It splits. Mm-hmm. We see Nick in the top left corner in the green shirt and they're like making out on his bed. And then in the top right, we see the rest of the Mario Kart stuff happening and they start kissing over there. And then on the bottom right is the beanbag fight that turns mm-hmm. into makeout session. But my favorite corner is the bottom left corner. Because it is so sweet. They're just like studying together and they look over and lock eyes for like a long minute. Mm -hmm. And then Nick leans over and kisses Charlie and Charlie kisses him back. And it's just like a very sweet, like little moment of Mm -hmm. just a little pocket of love over there. And I love it. Um, And then we get the like Nick showing up at Charlie's montage, right? So then we see he's showing up. Um, and then we get Charlie reading on the floor and Nick's laying next to him and it looks like he's kind of like trying to read along, but he's not paying attention at all. And he like reaches over and gives Charlie like a little peck. So Charlie (laughs) giggles and returns the gesture by initiating a full on makeout session. Uh, and then we get Nick again at Charlie's door in the red shirt. This is, (laughs) people like to talk about. Season one being like completely unrealistic. But I think this little tiny scene is the most unrealistic thing in the entire scene mm-hmm. because I have never once in my life had a makeout transition go that smoothly. Like it's so well choreographed. <laughs> the way that he like Charlie lays down with like his legs up and Nick, Nick just like kind of perfectly slides in under him and pulls his legs over him. It's just like so smooth and, yeah. and not awkward no. at all. I was no. like, this is unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we get Nick leaving Charlie's house and we get their little finger fireworks Mm -hmm. and this shot of Nick standing there absolutely drooling over Charlie's mouth. Like he, his (laughs) eyes are locked on Charlie's mouth. He looks like he might just fall over, honestly. And then we hear like a couple of people outside and that kind of snaps Charlie out of Mm -hmm. it. And he's like, okay, go on. Goodbye. Please leave. (laughs) And Nick like giggles and walks out. And the way that he pauses at the mailbox and turns around and waves really hit me like um, in girls after he asks him out on the double date and he leaves and he like walks out and he turns at the mailbox and like pauses and waves at him. I was like, Oh, so cute. (laughs) And so that's the end of the boyfriend montage. And then we get our trio of borderline outcasts, or Tobo, if you will, <laughs> um, walking to school together. I love this exchange between them. I love that Tao is being playfully resistant. Yes. Right? So he's like still not fully on board, but he is like supportive. Yes. The uh, the true hero of the scene, though, is a silent hero, and that mm-hmm. is Isaac. Isaac has no dialogue in this scene. 
but Toby Donovan is acting his literal face off. <laughs> oh my god, the t- the acting that Toby gives us this season is so good. It's so good and it's so subtle and just like also Will and Toby get the award for best like meaningful eye contact during this scene like right at the end where they both just like look at each other like this is going to be a disaster, isn't it? And yeah. And they share another one of those looks later. They do. There's a they lot do. of like the two of them behind the scenes this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but to rewind to the beginning of the scene, yeah, uh, we get our first Isaac book watch of the season, and I would like to thank Ferva Shaw at Cosmopolitan for putting this <laughs> list together so that I don't have to, and so that I didn't have to search like super crazy for it, uh, because I just googled it and it was right there from Cosmopolitan. So thank you. Um, so the first book that Isaac reads this season is I Love This Part by Tilly Walden, which I haven't heard of, nor did I do any research into prior to this recording because I ran out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so he's reading that and just kind of like of note, this is the only time we see him read this book and there is another book in this episode, which we will discuss later. He like gets Tao back on track when Tao's like... I mean, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he like reaches behind him and he's like, Tao, like, <laughs> I love yeah. that he's, he's like whipping him into shape a little bit. <laughs> he's like, be supportive, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but even before that, when Charlie goes, I have a boyfriend and Tao says, yes, we're all fully aware. I, I know that it's only been like a few days, but how many times do you think that Charlie, instead of saying, yeah, I was talking to Nick or whatever, has referred to Nick solely as my boyfriend i don't think he's used nick, nick nick's name at all <laughs> no yeah no yeah it's how my, my full notice how many times do you think charlie has referred to nick as my boyfriend to tau l and isaac since they made it official and why is it literally every single time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a really good scene and it, it very much does a good job of kind of establishing like things are good here like the conflict mm-hmm. is resolved and things are genuinely good here and then they walk into this shop mm-hmm. and Tao is like, okay, if you're both sure that this is what you want and you're going to be there for each other, then it'll all be, you know, it'll work out. Mm-hmm. And Elle walks in and he catches like the end of this, which to me, if I had just heard those that last sentence, I don't think I would have cottoned on to like what they were talking about. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, well, there's probably a group chat. Uh-huh. going on with the probably the same conversation oh yeah um but yeah she like immediately starts giving tao shit for giving <laughs> relationship <laughs> advice and he says i know about relationships i watch a lot of romance movies so <laughs> uh, which just, is part of his problem <laughs> it is part of his problem and i also but like knowing tao and like what romance movies would tao like because there's no way he's like a rom-com guy no and given his views on Moonrise Kingdom, I'm like, I don't think that you're a big romance. But guy. I would imagine that Elle is, and that she makes him watch. That is with her all that the time. is a fair point. That is a fair point because, like, if he's watching romances, they're like tragic romances, right? Yes, he does mention like 500 Days of Summer later, and I was like, oh, he I does. love that movie, but like. Damn. <laughs> oh, I have notes on I mean I don't like literally have notes on that right now, but I have thoughts which yeah, will be you will have notes. notes. I will have notes. Um I 
will try not to write an entire five paragraph essay about it. <laughs> uh, we get an instant callback to season one with his uh-huh. rude. <laughs> the battle over the apple juice is it's so cute. Perfectly awkward. I love it. And I, so here's my thing. So, cause the big thing for Elle this episode is the like attempting to flirt with Tao. Yes. And it goes so much better for her when she's not trying than it mm-hmm. ever does when she's trying. And I'm like, L, what you don't realize is that the two of you are already so deeply in love with each other that it doesn't matter. She's trying to flirt when their entire relationship is already just flirting. Yeah. <laughs> I do love, though, that like the minute that Tao realizes what's happening, he's just like, take it. Literally leaves, runs out yeah. of the store. He literally runs out of the store, <laughs> and it's so cute. I'm like, oh, you sweet baby angel. <laughs> I love how he like grins over his shoulder as he like runs out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And then Charlie picks up a dairy milk Oreo chocolate bar, and then he puts it back down. <laughs> and then he picks it back up again. <laughs> I would love to have seen Isaac's face a little bit more during that scene because he sits there and watches it all and we get yeah. like a, a short glimpse of it. But I would have loved because, you know, he would be like smirking. He knew he knew it was for Nick. Oh, yeah. Charlie would never buy himself a chocolate bar. <laughs> no, especially not first thing in the morning. No. Ugh. So then we cut to Nick walking up to the school. Another shot that is very similar to season one of mm-hmm. him walking up. Um And you can see, before we hear the other characters or see them, you can see the stress, like, hit him. As soon as he sees them all sitting together at at the picnic table, you can, Mm -hmm. like, literally see his stomach drop. Yeah. And Sai's just like, hey, Nick, and, like, waves over. I love Sai. When Nick ignores him, he looks so sad. Yeah. And Otis, like, turns around. And then fucking Harry is, like, actively trying to not, like, to get the attention back on him. He's like, stop Mm. looking at him. Look at me. Stop. Hey, look at me. Like He calls him (laughs) Captain Dipstick. That was Ben. Oh, that was Ben who said that? Ben says that to Imogen. Yeah, it makes it worse, doesn't it? (laughs) Imogen, my sweet. My sweet baby angel sees him and just like runs over and is like, Nicholas! I know, I put Nicholas in all caps. <laughs> I know. And then I just did my notes right. Also, Imogen, get the fuck away from Ben! Mm-hmm. And Imogen has something very important to show Nick. This is when I started trying to do the math and looking up because yeah. I was like, what is the timeline between Charlie's birthday slash when their date was supposed to be and boyfriend? Because we know... That we've just picked up from that. So I would say like... But not for nothing. So when when he gives... When Charlie gives Nick the, the chocolate bar later, we know that this is their two-month anniversary. So between the, the first scene and this day, it's been two months. Unle- are they counting that... Are they counting the beach or are they counting their kiss? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, the timeline is very confusing. But Imogen... Has a very adorable puppy now. Oh my god, named Brooklyn. Come because on over, Imogen. that's where she wants to live someday. Come to America. <laughs> um, I love that she's like, I really want him to meet Nellie so they can be best friends. That is adorable, and I love it. And then she's like, we're still going to be friends, right? I promise I don't fancy you anymore. 
And then she says she fancies someone else now, and I scream very loudly. Ugh. But I do love that she, like, zips her lips and throws away the key because she has learned what talking about your crush is can turn into yeah it's that had to be so embarrassing she told so many people that they were together Mm -hmm. that they were basically together like i would die (laughs) i would die oh my god and she says if anything actually happens i promise i'll tell you and if you have any romantic developments i want to hear all about them he so badly wants to tell her just not the right time like i i agree that this would not have been a good time to tell her so like in this moment, I'm like, yeah, Nick, good call. She is for sure fishing, though. And, like, Kit's acting here is so good. It made me think of what Eddie said about, uh-huh. like, the way that you can tell that he's, like, trying to keep it together so that she doesn't notice. But also, at the same time, he's really battling with himself on should he just say it or not. And yeah. all of that comes across just in Kit's face. Yes. It's really, really well done. So now we're in, then we go to the hallway. Nick's walking down the hallway and we get Headmaster Stephen Fry <laughs> on the announcements, which is literally just, I, I know his name is like Headmaster Barnes, but it's just Headmaster Stephen Fry. Um, and he wishes everyone a happy Monday, except for the year 11th. <laughs> because I feel like. Th- it, it wasn't so much that he wasn't wishing them yes. a happy Monday. He was just saying it is a happy Monday unless you're about to go into your revisions. Which yeah. is such a strange – revision is such a strange concept to me. Okay. It's not so, something that we had. Like we did not have time set aside to study for exams. We had to continue with our regular classes and our regular coursework. Mm-hmm. And then at home we had to study and prepare for our Yeah, exams. or if you were lucky, your like teacher had planned like the like review time in class. Cuz like I feel like most of my cuz I have notes about this when they actually get into the gym, but I feel yeah, this is like two week all day mandatory independent revision situation number one in the i hate gym? it it sounds awful and i hate Who's it using your classrooms yeah there's empty like what's going on i assume i assume that it's like a just like condensing resources kind of thing but again what the fuck are the teachers doing like what are the teachers who are supposed to be teaching classes right now what are they doing georgie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i have thoughts and feelings but this like just sit in the gym in assigned mm-hmm. seats where you're not allowed to talk. Cause that's the other thing is like, you should be allowed to study in groups with your classmates. Mm-hmm. That's just good pedagogy. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that you would, you, the teacher would have a lot to say about this. <laughs> um, I do have another question. What the fuck is this system for assigning seats? Um, this is a system that makes Mr. Farouk's life a lot easier. Um, on like the first day of school or the first day of a new class, like how you handle assigned seats and other things mm-hmm. sets a tone in the in the class and with the For students. Sure. And so I feel like this is a very efficient way of Mr. Farouk doing that, of being like, all right, find your seat, it's up on the board. Yes, I get all of that. My mm-hmm. question is. How did he assign these numbers? Because the names are in alphabetical order. Uh-huh. But the numbers are like 12, 2, 46, It's seven. entirely like, possible that it's random. 
What are the fucking odds he gets next to Ben is my other question. I'm so mad about it. Uh, yeah, that that's a different thing. But I will say in my experience with assigned seats, you're going to end up next to someone you hate. It just, it's how it happens. You never end up with your friends and you always end up next to or near the person you hate. I personally, in my eighth grade Spanish class, had to sit next to the same kid that I hated three marking periods in a row. That sucks. The teacher then realized what he had done and apologized and gave me extra credit. (laughs) Do you think that he thinks that they're getting along when they get in trouble for talking? Because they also get paired again in Paris. I, yeah. And I would assume that if he, if he knew that they were arguing, he would have been like, oh, don't put those two together. Yeah. But they walk up to their desk Mm -hmm. and Ben just, he would be, he would be the guy he just, just throws, throws all his, his shit as if he's entitled to the entire fucking area, even though it's a two-seater. Yeah. It's Ugh. two sep- It's not even like a two-person It's two separate desks that are se- placed next to each other, which is fine. But it's just like, yeah. But they're both pissed. Oof. But I also, I do have a note about this. The fact that he doesn't immediately try and check and see who the other person is on that roster very unrealistic because but there was no pattern it would well, have taken forever just, to find it yeah maybe i don't know but still i just whenever any time that there's any kind of seating arrangement the first thing that kids they're the second thing that kids care about is who am i next to or who am i right. near and they are vocal about it it's also reasonable that he might just be because he in the hallway before the scene starts when he walks up and headmaster is like saying that over the intercom and he sees the sign all the color like drains from him yeah. you can tell that he is like so stressed about exams mm-hmm. yeah and so like he's probably on autopilot at this point yeah <laughs> can we talk about mr farouk now i have Quiet! Quiet! it's great i love every time that he needs everyone's attention he just yells quiet and I love and it. It works. It works. And it is an energy that I wish that I had. It's a very different way of, like, a di- very different energy to my energy as a teacher. But, like, <laughs> it, it, there's just something about it that I'm very envious about. Uh, he introduces himself. He normally teaches science, but will be supervising their independent GCSE revision for the next two weeks. Uh, and his rules are simple no chatting, no phones. No annoying questions. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. When I tell you how tempted I am to re- reenact this on the first day of school <laughs> this year, I'm not going to because it's not worth it. But my God, I thought about I thought about it for a good 60 seconds. Um, he says, break my rules and you go straight to isolation for the day. As Nick is texting. <laughs> I know. While this is happening, Nick has his phone out. And, like, before, like, right as Nick pulled his phone out, I was like, Nick, oh, my God. I'm so, I knew that Mr. Farouk was just, like, I knew he saw it. And I knew he was very casually making his way directly to Nick. Mm-hmm. And I was so anxious and so stressed out. Like, two parts of my brain, I was like, the, the, like former gifted kid, good student, pleasure to have in class part of my brain and the teacher part of my brain just like meshed. 
And I was like, this is, I, I was like, if I were Mr. Farouk, this is what I'd be doing. So I know exactly what's happening. But also, okay, he normally teaches science. Mm-hmm. But this is a general review where mm-hmm. they cannot speak to their peers. What if you need assistance? And it's like English. Math or English. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like It's a very strange setup. And it's also not what's happening in the comics. So I can't even be like, well, it's like this in right. the comics. But like also presumably Alice did this based at least in part on Alice's experience. experience yeah. It's a very confusing arrangement. And I need someone who is British to tell me what's going on. Yeah. It, do- it works really well if you're not overthinking it and trying to figure it, out all these logistics. It, okay. So here's the thing. As a storytelling device, it works great. Yeah. Practically, zero sense. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I just want my storytelling devices to, like, be grounded in some sense of reality and make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so while Mr. Farouk is sharing his rules, uh, Nick texts Charlie that he nearly came out to Imogen this morning and says, also, I miss you. <laughs> and then we get the ruler smack on the desk. And Mr. Farouk says, why don't I let you off with a warning? As I had it quite finished listing my rules. <laughs> and then he like squares up. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is something that only a very specific kind of teacher can do. Mm-hmm. And it is male teachers of a certain build. Yeah. I mean, I understand it because it's like, you can't, you have to come in and set those boundaries day one. Otherwise, especially with a gym full of fucking teenage boys. Yeah. Oh, he does not want to fucking be here. No. He drew the short straw. Like, this is something that the teachers don't want to do. Because I'm willing to guess that all the other year 11 teachers, what they're doing right now is they're grading. Like, they're grading for the term. And they're getting all of their shit finished up. So, because they have all of this, like, extra free time. He's pissed that he's here. And that he has to do this. I also, again, from like a logistical standpoint, don't think it's fair that it's one teacher for the full two weeks. Because if you had different teachers on different days, then you as a student could kind of like strategically plan. I'm going to, okay, well, when the science teacher right, yeah. is, is covering review, I will focus on science so that I can ask for help. When the English teacher is is covering i'll do that right mm-hmm. that is not the case it's stu- I- he doesn't <sighs> have to conduct the exam so at least because coach singh does that coach singh does that and she looks fucking she gorgeous. Looks so good oh my yeah, god we're gonna get there that's yeah. a different episode but yes oh my god i love how supportive charlie is even to nick's like almost like he almost came out to imogen but charlie reacts as if he did he's like oh my god you're amazing heart, yeah heart, heart. <laughs> also in with charlie uh form is noticeably less diverse than it was in season one the names are much more like standard english what you'd expect mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. <laughs> who names a baby maximilian that's what i want to know <laughs> And also, so this is another, like, teacher brain logistical question, because Mr. Lang calls Nick's name. And again, it's a storytelling device to show us that Charlie's feeling sad and lonely. Mm -hmm. But it brings to my mind, like, how is attendance working? 
do all of the form teachers just mark all of the year 11s absent? And then Mr. Farouk has his own separate attendance that he has to submit? Or, like, what's going on here? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, But, yeah, we see Charlie's frequently used emoji when he's texting uh, Nick. We have the red heart. We have the sunglasses. We have the, like, what I've deemed the party face. It's got, like, the hat and the Uh noisemaker. Like, the open mouth, like, squinty eye smile. Trans flag, rainbow flag, a star, the salute emoji <laughs> face. Yes. Uh, the heart eyes emoji, the like sparkly star, uh, the two uh-huh. pink hearts, the like happy tears face, the partly cloudy, I guess, I don't know. Do they like check in about the weather? Partly <laughs> cloudy emoji, the teary eyes, like the like, you know, eyes welling up, uh, mm-hmm. the hearts around a smiley face, the angel face. The sun and the cat face. And then I couldn't get any of the others because of the the camera angle. He's been celebrating. Yeah. I like that the cat still made it in. Oh, of course. <sighs> uh, we go back to the gym. I don't want to go back to the gym. Ugh, ugh. My note says, are you just going to ignore me for two weeks then? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine says, yes, you're independently studying. And if you get caught chatting, you'll go to isolation. And to be honest, I wouldn't count that as ignoring. I would count it as following the rules, you obnoxious fuck. <laughs> oh, I hate this argument. I hate it so much. It's stupid. I didn't even do anything to you. Which like, okay, fuck you. Nick's like, don't talk to me. He said, I said sorry for to Charlie for what happened. And he's like, don't talk about him. You can tell that Nick is like, if he says Charlie's name one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he says, wow. You know, if you're trying to keep it quiet, you should probably stop acting so gay for him. Saved by the ruler smack. Yes. Because honestly, if I were Nick, pop, pop, pow, right mm-hmm. in the face. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Farouk slams the ruler on the table and reminds them of the no chatting rule. Notably does not send them straight to isolation as he previously threatened. You're cutting mm-hmm. your legs out from under yourself, Mr. Farouk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, then he walks away and Nick immediately pulls his phone out. Like, you're just I, trying to go to isolation at this point. My, I literally wrote, Nick, you're stressing me out. Just follow the rules, damn it. <laughs> He's lucky it's Mr. Farouk and not Mrs. Greenwood. Oh my God. <laughs> but we see that nine minutes have passed mm-hmm. since Charlie has sent those messages. And then he's like, oh, hey, that's right. We used to do sports together last yeah. week before I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I might have an idea. <laughs> and he goes to Coach Singh's office and says he wants to rejoin the team. And Coach Singh is, like, on a lunch break or something, so she's, like, ma- like eating some, like, spaghetti or something. It's and a she's salad. Like, it's a salad. I uh-huh. couldn't remember. She's, like, mid-chew, and she's just, like, Elated. smiling. It's, like, this big smile, but also trying not to, like, have salad fall out of her face. Yeah. She's probably, like, Charlie, if you come visit me on lunch one more time, because she was also eating lunch when he quit. Yeah. But she's so excited to have him back. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to the rugby pitch and Nick is telling Charlie he doesn't have to do this. And he says he wants to. And he says he has missed rugby. And I said, when? In the one practice you missed in the three weekdays and the weekend <laughs> that has been since you quit? Like, <laughs> Well, he 
you quit a little bit before sports day, so it could be like a week or two. I know. I'm just being facetious, but like, yeah, it's like you didn't miss. You haven't been. You haven't quit that long ago. Yeah. Um. And then he says, "Yeah, I love running around and falling over." <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, accurate. Yeah. And Nick says, oh, well, you are very good at the falling over part. And Charlie is offended. Yeah, he shoves him. He's like, I'm good at the running, too. Don't you remember? That's the whole reason I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my note just says, boys, stop with the obvious flirting in front of God and the entire rugby team. Because <laughs> you're just out on an open field. Everyone can see you. And who is behind you? <sighs> Among others, Harry fucking Green. But yeah, yeah, so Otis is like so sweet. He runs up and like asks if he's coming back. And he's like, yes, lad. It's so nice. Yeah. And then um, Sai and Christian are like coming over and they're like going to try and talk to Nick. Mm-hmm. And Harry has to ruin it because he's a little attention whore. Truly. He cannot imagine anyone wanting to talk to anyone except for him. Mm-hmm. I love the like head shakes and the look that Christian and Sai share whenever Harry like interrupts them and gets in between. They're like, it's fuck, let's just fuck it. Let's just walk away. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. My next note just says rugby ensues. Coach Singh is unhappy because apparently they're not playing like a team, which I choose to believe since I have no idea what's going on. Nick is a little distant with the team okay. right now. And he is like, once he got the ball, he, they were like, there was like three people open. Mm. And he refused to pass it and tried to tried to go through by himself. Yeah. And so that sets everyone off, including yeah. Coach Singh. And I, I was like, this is so on brand for Otis that he gets so fired up about this <laughs> because he got fired up in season one yeah. about Charlie and the tackling. He yells at Nick like four times before Christian finally is like, Otis, just fucking drop it. Let <laughs> it go. Up, yeah. <laughs> He's very competitive. Yes. He's a very tiny, very angry boy. I love it. <laughs> I love him. Um, but yeah, they're not they're not playing well. And it's a problem, which is going to come up in later episodes. And Charlie is worried about it. Yeah. So then we cut to outside of Higgs. And it's Tara, Darcy, and Elle. And I rewatched season one leading up to season two. And realized Tara has had this tiny tie the whole time and I did not notice. <laughs> I How didn't did either. Notice? I have no idea. I it's- love the tiny tie. <laughs> so they're like Egg and Darcy, I mean Egg and um, L on about Tao. And this is where we get that line from the trailer where she's like, Tao is the worst person to have a crush on. So Darcy suggests that being weird is how Tao expresses his romantic feelings, which, given future episodes, is 100% correct. And she says, personally, I can relate to that. And then, like, smirks at Tara. (laughs) Yeah, because Darcy flirts by freaking trying to jump scare her girlfriend with a trumpet. Yes. Also, before that, she says that Elle deserves to have the perfect romance like us. And I was like, oh, that hurts knowing like all of the issues that they're going to have this season and like the struggle that they're going to have. But yeah, (laughs) it's a rough one. But then Tao shows up. 
Yeah. Well, before Tao shows up, Tara suggests that she try to flirt oh, yeah. with him. <laughs> which, like, Tara, I know you mean well. But this is the literal worst advice to give to anyone. <laughs> like, just flirt with them is terrible advice. If if they weren't best friends, maybe, but like they already have this dynamic. I think what she's trying to tell her to do is just try to move it in that direction just a little bit and see how he reacts. Yeah. Instead of like, it's terrible advice if it's like a random person that you hang out with every now and then or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But, like as close as they are, I can kind of understand why this is the advice. Yeah. But I also, I just think like in terms of like high school romance, like telling someone <laughs> to, fl- I'm like, but do they know how? Cause this is the thing is because it backfires miraculously for L miraculously is not the word I want to use. It, it backfires. Yeah. Like horrifically. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it doesn't go the way she, that she plans for it to. And by the end of the episode, she thinks that she needs to start putting some distance between them. But the thing is that everything that they're doing, just like in the natural progression of being friends with each other, but who also both have feelings for each other, is like working a lot better. And I mean, the, the big thing is that they both just keep getting in their own way. Mm-hmm. And like that can be difficult to do, but I just, I feel like at this age... Who the fuck knows how to flirt when you're, like, 15 and in high school? Um, But, yeah, so I just don't think that for teenagers, I don't think that try flirting is very helpful Mm -hmm. advice. And, you know, in hindsight, (laughs) at the end of the episode, it's just kind of like, you got to let this shit just run its natural course. And, you know, at some point, you know, you'll be in France in the Louvre and you'll (laughs) realize this is the moment. Also, maybe talk to an adult. Not another teenager who is, clu- is just as clueless as you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which ends up being what works out for Tao. hmm So for the listeners, Ashley and I haven't really talked about this season at we all haven't. yet. So no. this is like simultaneously us covering this episode, but like talking about the season for the first time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we do like, we have told y'all that this is a fully spoiled podcast, but you know, we're going to be kind of jumping around a bit. It's hard to rein it all in when we just we just got it, you know? Like- brand new. It's brand new. <laughs> that was definitely a like um advantage we had going into this podcast was the fact that we started it several, yeah. several, several months after the show came out. So we had seen it mm-hmm. and knew it like the back of our hand. Whereas we're coming this is the day after season two drops. So Literally like- hot off the presses. Yeah. Yeah, in hindsight, maybe we should have done, like, a general season two chat first and then done the episodes, but... Yeah, like, an episode zero, but here yeah. we are. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, too late for that. Right, so Tao appears, and they start walking home, and L like, literally is, like, holding on to his arm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, like, fully, like, you know, being escorted on a promenade, but it's, you know, it's close. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so Tao says that everything is normal, which we all and I know. I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> which we all know on this show is code for I'm falling in love with my best friend and I don't know what to do about it. Everything is normal. Don't look at me. I'm fine. Everything's normal. Um, And he like covers it by saying that his mom wants him to get a haircut. And mm-hmm. my note here in all caps says, so do we all, Tao. So do we all. Yes, when um, he says my mom has been on me about getting a haircut, what he means is Twitter has been on me about getting <laughs> a haircut. 
Yep. <laughs> oh my god. It's so funny though because my friend Kiara, you know, she has like a job and a, you know, significant other and so she hasn't been able to just drop everything and watch this. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's, you know, like watching it like episode by episode. Oh, what torture. Oh my god, I know. Uh when she was watching the first episode, she was like, "Oh wait, so they didn't cut Tao's hair?" And then she got to this, she's like, wait, unless, and I was like, unless indeed, Kiara, unless indeed. And like, really, it's killing me because there's things I want to talk to her about that I can't. I was like, I, I really struggled on, on like our Instagram stories yesterday being like, should I, should I just go for it? Or should I chill out until people have to, and I was like, you know what? If the show is out and you haven't watched it, you should know to be cautious on social media. I'm just going to go for it. I normally subscribe to like a two-week buffer rule. But like if you're following accounts that actively – it's like this is what we are about. Yeah, it's what we do. (laughs) Like if you haven't muted the spoilers, then that's that's a you problem. And like I'm saying that fully having been in the past the person who got a spoiler because I didn't mute like the tags or whatever. I did put alerts before I shared like the first four minutes. Yeah. When it came out, I was like, ooh, I want to put this up, but I don't, I know people, some people are not going to want to watch it because we were so close. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put up like a before the video post, another one that was like, the next one's a spoiler. Don't watch it if you don't want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tao is so confused by her flirting. So confused, but she's trying too hard. So it's, like, really unnatural. Yeah. And, like, he knows that she's flirting, but also his mindset is almost worse than Charlie's about believing yes. that she could be flirting with him. Mm-hmm. And he, like, short circuits a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, are these, <laughs> like, are these fireworks or is this Tao's brain short circuiting? Both. Fireworks <laughs> for L, short circuits for Tao. <laughs> <laughs> um and then Elle's mom like lays Honks. on the horn is like hey come on and like she leaves and Tao's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> yeah he's just like looking around and like almost like sputtering <laughs> just, like, yeah what? again his brain has turned to mush because it has short circuited mm-hmm. oh my god the next scene <laughs> this is my favorite scene of this episode I think I have a different favorite scene uh, we'll talk about it. And it's entirely because of a certain character's delivery of a certain sentence. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. But so we go into the <laughs> locker room. Everybody's leaving. And Charlie's like, I got you a present. And pulls out the chocolate bar. And then we all squeal. Mm-hmm. Nick is like low-key panicking that he didn't realize. You can tell that he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> And he does not have a present for Charlie. Yeah. But I also, like, this goes back to, like, us saying, like, oh, well, which, what are they count? What is Charlie counting as the two months? Because a lot of people aren't going to count, especially when there's such a big gap, aren't going to count the first kiss. They're going to count when they make it official. Yeah, but in Boyfriend, Nick, Nick already thought they were boyfriends that's true that's true it's just it's a little bit fuzz. this is why you need to like when you have the conversation of are we boyfriends or are we boyfriend and girlfriend or are we girlfriends or whatever the fuck you need to establish what are we recognizing as our dating anniversary mm-hmm. charlie is of course like brushing it off he's like i didn't want it to become a thing and nick is like 
It could be a thing, though, because Nick is one giant rugby lad-shaped sap. <laughs> and he, yeah. you know he is the, like, I'm going to get you a gift every single month. This is another oh. month I had with you. Like, yeah. That's like, like they'll be, month. like, you know, they'll be, like, 80 years old, and Charlie's still getting month anniversary presents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm crying just thinking about it. I'm sorry. Never mind. We need to move on. I love the way that the, like, light radiates out from the chocolate bar as if it's, like, the like, most – like, as if it's the holy fucking grail. Because it's, it is to him in that it's moment. beautiful, and I love it. <laughs> and this is where I died. I, like, tweeted. I was like, I don't know if I'm even going to make it to the second episode because he, like, puts his forehead on Charlie's forehead and, like, takes a deep breath, and he whispers – Thank you. And now I can't breathe. I'm already at like a 45 on the scale. Like I'm, I'm fully dead at this point. That scene with him whispering thank you is just like, Ugh. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. And then they kiss. And there's like the light, the like mm-hmm. animated light that like engulfs them. And then the door slams. And it's like literally anyone could be on the other side of that wall. Harry yeah. could be over there and y'all are yeah. just sitting over here talking about how it's your two-month dating anniversary and how fun mm-hmm. kissing is. Yeah, and then yeah, so then my my note says Charlie at a normal volume says, and that's why we shouldn't kiss at school. Yeah. Like, Maybe you shouldn't also talk about not kissing at school. <laughs> yeah. I'm like just just a just a suggestion, maybe, to consider. Yeah. <sighs> And Nick's like, but kissing's so fun. And Charlie says, but you getting outed because we get caught kissing is not. And Charlie's right. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, I'm just like, you guys are just not thinking about this pragmatically at all. And you also openly flirt everywhere else in school, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, on, like, literally on the rugby pitch with Harry Green 10 feet behind you. Yeah, like approximately an hour ago. <laughs> or like and we didn't even we didn't even talk about it, but like when Nick does like come up behind Charlie and like put his hands in front of his eyes, they look like they're about to kiss and I'm like if you if anyone in that room with two eyes. Yeah. Fuck, if you have if you have any sight, if you have any <laughs> sight ability, like Unless you are 100% blind, you can tell <laughs> that these two motherfuckers are wishing that they could make out in front of the entire school right now. Just and I- then Nick grabs his arm and drags him into a closet. like For the second time! <laughs> that, within a seven-day time span, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, they just, know. Everyone knows. <laughs> and especially, especially because, like, of the way, the way, like, obviously it's, like, at the end of the episode, but when Imogen, like, is like, is it about you and Charlie? She's like, it explains the date thing and the sports day thing. And I'm like, everyone fucking knows because mm-hmm. you walked off of the rugby pitch, tossed Holding the ball hands. to your coach, grabbed his hand, and walked off into the goddamn sunset. Everybody knows. Yeah. I love you guys, but you're stupid. <laughs> okay, no, I love you guys, but you're not being smart about this. That that's okay. That's the the kind. They're blinded. Okay, they're blinded by their love. But so Charlie starts like reassuring him and <laughs> Nick's face, and he like shakes his head, and he's like, "You're making me want to kiss you again." <laughs> yeah, because well, because Nick says that he wants to tell people, but it's hard to find the right time, mm-hmm. which is totally valid, especially because. 
his friends, right? Like he's got, if we kind of like do some like concentric circles, his like friends, uh-huh. the next circle out is a bunch of pieces of shit. Yeah. It's Ben. It's Harry. Need I say more? Mm-hmm. And Charlie says that he doesn't have to tell everyone or anyone if he doesn't want to. And I have mixed feelings about this because I know that he's trying to be supportive and, and like, yes, Nick doesn't have to tell anyone. However, there's an element of like practicality that you kind of have to consider of like, okay, if you do, if you are going to be in this relationship and if you are wanting to be more open about being in said relationship, people are going to figure it out. And that's going to require some amount of telling people. Mm -hmm. It's a really frustrating reality. I've had conversations like this with like people in my real life where I'm like, yes, it would be this really great ideal queer world if like no one had to like come out and you could just like be, but that's not the real world that we live in. And it's really difficult because Charlie basically in the same conversation is saying, you don't have to tell ev- anybody, but also that getting outed because we get caught kissing is not going to be a good experience. Right. And like trying to find that. And I think what Nick is trying to do is finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Charlie is just trying to be supportive here, but I'm like, yes, but you got to be realistic about it. Also, this is at least, at least the second time that we've heard Nick say he wants, he wants to. Yeah. And he's saying, you don't have to if you don't want to. Like, but he's telling you actively that he wants to. So it's almost like you're trying to talk him out of it at at that point, which I think it kind of leans into some of Nick's anxieties that he has later in the season about it all. Yeah. And I also think that it, it leans into like Charlie not wanting the attention that it's going to bring yes. him by association. Exactly. Because and that's kind of like where the talking, talking out of like trying to find that ground where both of you are safe and happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost as if it is important to have conversations yeah. with your relationship partners. What a weird concept. What a communication. What? What's that? <laughs> um, But then Nick says that if they're out by the time they go on the Paris trip, they can kiss on the Eiffel Tower. And any thought of not telling people has gone out of Charlie's brain. Yeah, he's just like... (laughs) He's just in like a French wolf fantasy. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Body is here. Mind is in the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, like he's just like fully playing Paris by Taylor Swift in his head. Like he's got the like love montage. Uh, Yeah, that's what's I am glad it wasn't Paris. I'm glad it wasn't Paris or Lover. I was very much like, I do not like that these are the songs that people are saying it's going to be. We will Mm -hmm. talk about that later. Yeah. We cut to the living room in the spring house. There's lots of sleepover snacks. And we hear a slurp. (laughs) I love that that's how we know she's in the room. Before we even see her, we hear the slurp. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not intend to join the sleepover festivities. Uh, she's going to be up in her room, which mm-hmm. like is totally fair. Have you ever – you have siblings, right? Yes. Have you ever like partake, partook in like a sibling's like sleepover? Yes. 
How what is the age difference between you and We're your We're all a year and a half apart. Okay, cuz I crashed my sister's sleepover and she's 5 years younger than me and that was mm. time. Yeah. Yeah, we're all pretty close in age, which okay. and so like I never really hung out with my younger brother's friends, but my older brother's friends like I knew of them from school, you know, and like we all would like ride to school together and stuff, so I like I knew them a little bit, so yeah, I hung out yeah. with with my older brother's friends sometimes when they came over, but not not like in this, like if it was like a sleepover in the living room, like this type of environment, I probably wouldn't have, but I grew up on a farm. So like we would like <laughs> go ride four wheelers or like, you know, like it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Jane and Julio are away for the weekend. Yes. Uh, which doesn't happen often. And Charlie says that Tori could invite her friends over, but Tori says she treasures her alone time. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I think Charlie is coming out strong like in this season because he's so daring straight away to have yeah. friends. Of, you know they didn't approve this. A co-ed no. sleepover while they're out of town? No. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. No. Problems. All abound. Um, Charlie, this is the first time that we hear Charlie saying that everything needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is something that comes up a lot in this season this idea of Charlie needing everything to be perfect or saying that everything is perfect, even though, like, looking at it, we know that it's not. Right. And I think that it's an important thing to be thinking about, especially as we're considering, like, moving forward. One of my notes later is that Alice is planting seeds for season three early. Yes. Yep. She is taking the season two and three renewal and running with it. Mm-hmm. because there are things that she is planting that like if you read the comics we know aren't going to get paid off until season three possibly even season four depending on how that goes if yeah that's another thing is that like, they might move it along a little bit more in season three just because we don't know we don't know if we're going to get a season four yeah but also not for nothing depending on how well this does i wouldn't be surprised if they greenlit season four right yeah. out the gate just i'm to not kind of, gonna like, think about it I'm refusing to put any investment in it because I don't want to die Yeah, (laughs) if it doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so we see see this kind of starting to appear here and we can see Tori starting to be worried about it, which she is right to do. Yep. Um, And then Charlie explains that he's helping Nick come out to one of his oldest friends. And I just want to know what the conversations with... Tau and L and Tara and Darcy and Isaac were like in the lead. There up to weren't this. any. There weren't because they have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like, no, they're like, did you invite someone else? Like, why did you not tell them that Imogen was coming? Why would you like, just bring that on them? Yeah, like especially Imogen of all people. Yeah. Oh my but god. But I guess he probably doesn't. Anyway, I'm going to talk about that later because there's a scene coming up. Yeah. But <laughs> I love that. Okay, so Nick rings the doorbell. Charlie goes mm-hmm. to get it and he walks in. He says, I made I made cupcakes. Yes. Nelson cupcakes have entered the chat. <laughs> I want some Nelson cupcakes. Yeah. They look good. They do. Um, so then so we, we see that Tara, Darcy, Isaac, Tao, and Al are like also all here. So I because I've only watched it twice. I haven't like picked up on all of the little like bits of conversation that are happening. Um, but 
Hara says, if you were a worm, that's weird. Which means that Darcy asked Tara if she would still love her if she was a worm. Yes. I was like, yes, we're getting the worm discussion. And of all of the characters, Darcy would be the one. She would have seen a TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And been like, I'm going to ask Tara that and see what she says. Yeah. And... <laughs> also, before everybody shows up though, when it's just Nick and Charlie hugging, Tori is their number one fan. Yes. <laughs> she's just like, oh, just grinning and drinking her, whatever she's she is drinking. She's all of us watching that scene unfold. My God. I was like, she she's their number one fan. Mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah, so I was I also squealed at the the worm line. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I kind of catch is that I guess Tao's mom gave him some bao buns. Yes, which I had to Google. Yeah. They sound delicious. Yeah. But they are Elle's favorite. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Tao's moms are Elle's favorite. Yes. Isaac tries to like throw a piece of popcorn into Tao's mouth and Tao doesn't catch it. Yeah, I love how Isaac's like, it's the height. You got to get the height and then throws the flattest throw. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I, I love Isaac so much in all of this. Um, but yeah, so the the conversation that happens is that Elsa she's going to move into Tao's house just so that she can have his mom make these uh, bao buns for her every day. And Tara and Isaac agree; mm-hmm. they all want these uh, this food every day. And Tao's just like, "Well, we only have one spare room, so and this time, I think this is good." She goes, "So." We can share your room. And Tao nearly has a stroke. (laughs) He really does. (laughs) He really does. I love that this is like such a hypothetical joke of a conversation. And he's like, uh, no, I would never allow that. We can't. What? No. Help. Someone help me. Get me out of this conversation. (laughs) And Tara helpfully does by saying that Darcy's mom hates people coming over. Mm -hmm. But then Darcy, like, Here's that and is like, we are not talking about my family. Yes. Uno reverse card. Tara's mom lets us have sleepovers all the time. Yeah, we get this like, it's like a fraction of a second where her face like, kind of freezes up. And then she's like, uh, but we have sleepovers at your house. Like, yeah, move on from that conversation. Uh, like all throughout this, we have these little moments of like Nick and Charlie, like bumping up against each other. Like at first it's their knees and then it's their shoulders and then their fingers And it's just so sweet. I love this so much. I know I talked about it when we recorded the trailer stuff, but like the fact that here we are again in Charlie's living room on this couch side by side and he looks down and he wants to touch Charlie. This time he can and he does. Mm -hmm. And we get like full on like little firework sounds instead of just like the little hovering glow and hiss that we get in season one. Yeah, It's just like, "Mm." come so far i love it so much and their little faces the way that they're like smirking at each other it's so cute (sighs) and we get like a little like we get a shot of isaac who is kind of (sighs) looking around and seeing like nick and charlie being all like coupley and tara and darcy being all coupley and even if they don't know it yet tau and l being all coupley and he like he looks annoyed like not even sad. He's like a little bit like irritated by it for a brief moment. I feel so bad. I, I just want to hug him. Like he's really feeling the seventh wheel 
feelings mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but also Isaac Bookwatch, he's finished his previous book and he's now on to a new book, Ace of Spades by Farida Abike Ayamide. Cool. Which is a book that I have heard a lot of very good things about and I just haven't picked up yet. Do you know the, like, the premise? Yes. Okay. So Barnes and Noble description. When shocking secrets are blasted out to students at Nivius Private Academy via an an anonymous texter, two students' lives are turned completely upside down on the cusp of graduation. However, they soon soon realize that ACES happens to only be targeting black students. In fact, the only two black students in the elite private school. This twisty ride of a thriller will leave you reeling as you uncover the disturbing secrets lurking in the dark corners of the school and will linger with you long after the last page. Okay, I found a different blurb that I think ties it into this scene really well. Yeah. It says that the book has sex and relationships and sensual encounters between gay, queer, lesbians, bisexual, and heterosexual characters on every single page. So he's literally surrounded by couples, including in his reading right now. Mm, And that ties in really, really well with some things that transpire in later episodes. Yes, it does. Cool. And this is where I have my rant of why did no one tell anyone that Imogen was coming? Like, why? Yes. I- However, this comedy of errors does make for some excellent acting. <laughs> I still think that this line could have been given to us. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even talking about Darcy's line. I'm talking yeah. about Isaac's face. <laughs> Isaac does. Isaac makes some very good faces. Anyway, the doorbell rings and everyone goes to see who this is. Yeah. Um, and Imogen is there, and she seems a bit uh, intimidated. Yeah, a little overwhelmed. Well, first of all, like, every single person at this sleepover just answered the door. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would also be intimidated. Yeah. So Charlie, so Nick tells Charlie to give her a tour of the house. Yeah. Which mostly, I think, means just taking her to the living room so she can put her stuff down. And you can hear him be like, there's snacks. Uh, (laughs) and on this tour you will find snacks (laughs) Um, and Tara asks she's like very like calmly and subtly like so does she uh, know about you guys and at this point I'm like oh no one knows what's going on here yeah this is it's a bad idea everyone should have been involved it's a disaster waiting to happen it really is and he says no we're gonna tell her tonight and then Darcy. <laughs> It'll be fine. She's an ally. <laughs> Kizzy's motherfucking face is so perfect in this shot. It's perfect. I cackled so yes. loud. I have a note about it, though, just based on the way that Nick, Tao, and Isaac react. They have no idea. No idea what's going on, right? No. It's They're great. so confused. Because all three of them are like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Isaac's like, <laughs> like is she? Like, do we know her? Nice. <laughs> yeah. We know she wanted to go out with Nick, and that's all we know. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's a perfect scene. Yes. But yeah, like, why? why do people not know? That this is the plan. I feel like that should have been discussed. Like, hey. Especially this group of people. They're so awkward and like. And also. There are so many ways that this could go horribly wrong. I just. I also. Again, with the timeline. I want to. Like, how much do they know about? Like, how important Imogen is to Nick? Mm Mm-hmm. 
and like how good of friends they are because yeah we've seen all that but we yeah it's really it's really not clear i think i mean like maybe charlie has said yeah because i'm sure that they talked about like they all know that they're dating now Mm -hmm. i'm sure that they had an image in chat probably yeah because that was literally happening at the exact same time that Nick that's and Charlie true, that's were true, happening. Yeah. So, um, so then we go into the kitchen, which is this is like probably you know like an hour or so later, and they're like doing dishes or something. And Imogen says that Nick's friends are so nice and wants to know how he met them. <laughs> Again, and she's this- fishing. Yes, this is like the definition of swing and a miss from Nick, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's so close. I guess it was Charlie first. Um, because me and Charlie, we're like, you know, we're in the same form group. There's a pause after you know though. He's like, Charlie and I, we're, you know, in the same form group. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And her face, she's like, cute! Yeah, she gives him a good, like, few seconds to be like, that's that's all I'm gonna get. Okay, That's cute. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Mercifully. Yeah, they call for the pizza. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Charlie instantly comforts Nick. And Nick says, I don't know why it's so hard to just say it. Which, God, it breaks my heart because it's so relatable like mm-hmm. i tried so many times to tell my mom i would like i'd like work myself up about it and like yeah it's gonna be today and then i would just freeze up it just like wouldn't come out it is it's so hard mm-hmm. and i just want to hug him but luckily he has charlie to do that yeah <laughs> and then we have this towel scene in mm-hmm. the garden it's so cute it's so cute uh Elle says that she's like going through like a sketchbook and she's saying that all of her art is bad. Tao emphatically disagrees. And she says Elle none says, of it is meaningful. Yeah. And that she, it needs to be amazing so that she can get into art college, which again is confusing because college and sixth form are kind of the same thing, but I think it's right. slightly different. Yeah. And I didn't re listen to the Georgie episode before this. So, so I, it's like college versus university. College is like a, like a more specialized sixth form and university is what mm. we think of as college. Okay. But I, rewatching this after seeing the full season, like her saying like it has to be meaningful and knowing what she, in, like what she lands on yeah. is like, uh, 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 stab to the heart. <laughs> I did not think of that. Oh mm. my God. And Tao just says that Elle needs to get inspired and offers to be her model, which again... Flirting. Up. Yeah. And then Tao tries to do a very, very, <laughs> very bad, very, very bad Kate Winslet impression. So he's good. Draw me like one of your French girls. And he's like laid out like, like you know, like Rose <laughs> in that scene in Titanic. Which, by the way, Tao definitely hates Titanic, right? I think he hates Titanic but can appreciate the masterpiece that it is. Like the cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> they almost kiss. They almost kiss. Well, yeah, because she like agrees to draw him and like starts directing him. And again, it's this more natural flirting that 
like actually like you can see like you can compare this to where she's playing with his hair like that was really awkward this is much more natural and it almost leads somewhere but these motherfuckers get in their own goddamn way mm-hmm. l says that she'll order their pizzas and asks if he wants hawaiian and mm-hmm. all of the redemption points that tao has earned from me so far in this episode gone gone <laughs> i agree Ugh. disgusting not good like granted i don't like pineapple in a good situation oh i love pineapple just not on my pizza pineapple but yeah just the idea of uh, even ham even ham on pizza i'm like "Eh." i'm a i'm a plain cheese girly though or like a white pizza i like a white pizza Ooh, white pizza is good but oh this makes me think okay when when they say they're going to order the pizzas, Imogen, like, says she's so ready for pizza. And in the background, you can hear her say she wants ham, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, ham and mushroom. And then Elle says she's going to go order their pizzas. Mm-hmm. Are they all getting their own pizza? Where did they get this money? How do these kids have so much money? <laughs> I'm wondering if they're, like, personal. They're not. We see the boxes later. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Or maybe it's a TV show and money isn't real. But That's true. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like for something like this, you order like a large cheese and a large pepperoni and you call it a day. Maybe they're doing halves. That's possible. They could be doing like half, like the ham one, half mushroom and ham, half, I mean, yeah, and then half ham and pineapple, right? They could do that. Mm -hmm. There's ways to do it. I just was like, are they all getting their own pizza? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. When L walks away, Tao is like so mad at himself. He's like, "God damn it, I'm such a fucking idiot." Like yeah. that's his that's his face and his internal yep. monologue. But so we cut to the living room and everybody is dancing. And this is such a cute scene. Oh my gosh. Tara trying to like pull the book out of Isaac's hands to get him to dance. No, ironclad grip. He's like, you are not taking this book. Absolutely <laughs> not. This is my saving grace in this moment. Uh-huh. Can't relate because I would totally put my book down to dance. But like sure. also I would be Tara in this scene. I am right, the Tara exactly. of this scene. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks Imogen and my heart melts. So I love seeing Imogen dancing with them and like having a good time. And I love that it's Tara who's doing this because throughout the season, we see Tara being the one to like make sure that like Isaac and Imogen are included and that it's not just mm-hmm. like these insular relationships, which is really sweet. And it's like, yeah. yeah, you can sometimes get caught up in that, like even when you're in a big group. For sure. And, you know, you need to, you know, still be conscious of the fact that you've got other people who are with you. Right. Yeah. It can't all be double dates all the time. Yeah. Shout out to Kiara, who was the perpetual third slash fifth slash seventh wheel uh, when we were in college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we get the second time that Imogen is begging Nick to dance with her and he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I don't dance. I'm on the couch with my arm around my boyfriend right now. I'm I'm not going to get him to dance. Yeah. He looks so uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, he is saved by the arrival of pizza. Okay. Before the doorbell rings, we get the shot of them because Imogen is like trying to get him to dance. They're all being absolutely ridiculous behind her. Like, tell her. You have to tell her. Tell her. Tell her. Like, yeah. You're going gonna to fuck this up. I need you to calm down. I I was expecting Charlie to like rip into them. 
about it. Yeah. Because his whole thing is don't take this away from Nick. Like, let him do it on his own time. Don't pressure him. Mm-hmm. Like, he says that later in the episode. Like, he, he, I don't want him to ever feel pressured. Like, this is pressure. This is a lot of pressure. And yeah. I'm surprised that he didn't say anything at all. Yeah. And especially, it, like, it contrasts so, like, so much with when he ends up actually telling them where they're like really supportive and like, yeah, you got this. It's exactly. a very different. This is a very like urgent, like you need to tell her right fucking now energy. And it's like, Nick does not need this shit. Right. You are his friends. And then Nick goes out to the garden where Tao still is pouting. Yeah. Pouting to let him know that the pizza's there. I love that Nick just keeps trying to bond with Tao and Tao just finds a way to shut it down. Yeah. Um, Cause like they're talking about how Elle's thinking about going away to this, uh, this other school yeah. for, for sixth form. And Tao's like, she's going to get in, but she's still worried about it. And Nick asks if it's going to be weird for them if they're apart. And <laughs> this is where I wrote, Alice is planting those season three seeds early. Early. Yeah. Because this is something that we're seeing in the comics that are like the recent updates of like, him not knowing what you know what he wants to do where he wants to go to university and like his concerns about being away from charlie being mm-hmm. a big part of that so i'm like you are do you are taking this two season renewal and you are running with it yeah as you should mm-hmm. but also like this is so tau to like infer the meaning and like not even give chance give chance give nick a chance to like explain what he was saying yeah. he's like what what, what do you mean? no we're not <laughs> dating we're we're friends and he just like fucking freaks out and if this interaction had happened in season one i would be i would have been mad about it i would have been like fuck you tal but instead i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so funny <laughs> yeah it is no and especially like the delivery is so good because mm-hmm. he like he's like she's my friend she's my best friend and there's we're it's none of your business. Like, and then he, he stomps just, like, away. <laughs> because he, like, he can't. Yeah. He's lacking the vocabulary mm-hmm. for where their relationship is right now. Yeah. And, you know, the only way that he knows how to deal with it is to just, like, be huffy and puffy and storm off. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> what are they watching? In this I could week. not figure it out. I was gonna Google the dialogue, but I didn't have time. Yeah, because it's something about like Bernays sauce. It's definitely uh-huh. American. They say like only if you tell me what Bernays sauce is, and then there's yeah. like a laugh track, and it's like, what is this? Yeah. Um, and also like not for nothing, this dialogue sounds kind of bad, and the delivery is kind of bad. And I'm honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was written. Like, if it's not part of an actual yeah. show and it was written for the episode and it they just, you know, hired some, like, whoever people to to do it. Um, and then while they're watching, Imogen asks where the bathroom is and Nick sees this as his opportunity. So he's yes. like, let me show you. And he, like, lets Imogen kind of, he, like, kind of, like, points her in, like, the direction of the stairs and he like turns around and everyone's like, you got this. Yeah. Like Darcy's like, <laughs> like it's this is cute. I yes. like this. It's sweet. It's encouraging. Isaac just gives him like a big uh-huh. smile and a thumbs up. It's really sweet. This is beautiful, but the earlier stuff was too much. Yeah. Like they 
they, they were laying it on way too thick and they need to remember that milkshake cafe discussion where Elle is like, you know, just because y'all are ready doesn't mean I am. Yeah. Like, just because they're all out doesn't mean that everyone is ready to, like, tell everyone everything, you know? Like, yeah. Let him take his motherfucking time. But mm-hmm. I think that this was a good decision to get, like, to take her and have a one-on-one conversation. Yeah, no. Like, like even without Charlie. I don't love the, the like, let me show you where the bathroom is. Because I'm like, this bitch got to go. Let her go. <laughs> and then he stands in between the bathroom and her so she can't Door go. Out. And I'm like, this is stressful. Like, let her pee first and then yeah. talk to her before you go downstairs. Oh God. But she, she uh, it's so, it's great though. It is like the perfect Nick Imogen scene because he's like, there's something I want to tell you. And he like starts trying to yeah. explain and she just word vomits. Is this about you and Charlie? Oh my God. I should have let you say it. I just, it's kind of obvious and, like, it totally makes sense with the whole date thing and the sports date thing. You didn't like me because you're gay. <laughs> I love it. It's- I love it. Her delivery is so good, too. She's great. It's perfect. And then Nick's like, uh, well, I'm bisexual, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's, like, this – you see her face, like, slip, and you can tell she's like, this is about Nick. And then you can see her like come back to the present before she just tugs him. Yeah. So sweet though. She says, I'm sorry. I don't actually know how to react. And he says, this is good. And I'm like, yes, if you don't know how to react, like just be supportive, just be supportive. (laughs) And then the rest will fall into place. So that was really good. I love the, the part where she's like, is it about you and Charlie? And then she, like she smacks her mouth like fuck shit. I I relate to that. Like uh-huh. <laughs> like you can genuinely tell that she feels bad that she just like got caught up in her emotions of it all and it just like it she just opened her mouth and like Yeah. But she's learning. She's learning a lot from all of these experiences. So mm-hmm. also when they go up the stairs, we get the shot of them like their feet going up the stairs. Why do they have their shoes on? You're lounging on the couch and stuff, like blankets are out, you're watching TV. My shoes would have been long gone. Yeah. And also because we very frequently see Nick and Charlie take their shoes off when they first yes. go into Charlie's house. Mm-hmm. So I think his house is carpeted too. Ugh. Whatever. Um, another another note on the great acting here. I love her face when he's like, okay, well, I told you about Charlie. So now you have to tell me about your crush. And she, her mouth just like drops open and she yeah. gets really awkward. Like – such a perfect acting decision to be it's, like, like kind of like swaying back and forth. Like, yeah. And then she says, okay, fine. It's Ben. And the music dies. <laughs> the Nick's face just like completely crumples. I wish yeah. we could have seen, like, I want to see that deleted scene. Like, how did they get back downstairs the, from the, that? What? Yeah. Like, what'd he say? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she was like, okay, get out of my way. I have to pee now. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just like went downstairs. Went back downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, So then we go to the living room, and everyone is either asleep or trying to sleep. And Elle and Tal are, like, on opposite sides of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And Elle, like, tries to look over at him, and he just, like, rolls over. I know. Like, is is this – did – did he see her look at him and this was his reaction? Or did she just happen to look over at the time it's that he was huffy and puffy? Really? Because unfair. I can't. I don't imagine, like, they didn't they didn't fight. Like, there's no 
reason for him to like roll his eyes and scoff at her like that. Yeah. I I feel like he just that was the motion he was in and she happened to look up and see it and then she was yeah. like, "Oh, he, okay, he's got his headphones in. He's rolled over. I can open up to Tara and Darcy about this now." Yeah. And so she does. She says that the flirting didn't work and that she thinks that she needs to try and get over him. And I'm like, "L, L my sweet baby. That's not how this works." Number one, she gave it, like, two days. Yeah. And also, like, there were signals. Like, he gave signals back. It was just awkward, and y'all didn't know how to proceed. <laughs> yeah. They, again, they just keep getting in their own ways. Mm-hmm. But t- uh, Tara and Darcy, like, hug her, and they're just, like, there and, like, supportive. And, like, they don't say anything. Like, they don't tell her, like, you should try this. Or they don't agree with her. They just are there. And I love mm-hmm. that. And then, and then we pan down to this shot of Nick and Charlie again that we got from the trailer. And I was like, I knew it. I knew these dorks were sitting there next to each other, texting each other. <laughs> like right? they could just whisper. Yeah. But this is like really cute. I've also totally done this before. For sure. You know, um, but like he's, Nick just texts, I told her. Which like, mm, she told you, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> counts it counts <laughs> leave him alone and charlie says omg with seven hearts yes i counted that's like my whole mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. um and nick says coming out is a lot harder than i thought charlie just reaches his hand over and nick takes it and it's it's uh, just really sweet this is something this is one okay so I've mentioned this a couple of times in this episode already, mm-hmm. but a lot of the like negative feedback that Heartstopper gets is that it's like unrealistic, like it's too rose colored, right? Uh-huh. And I think that Nick's optimism around coming out in season one is like part of, like a big part of that. Like it, people think, like, oh, he's just going to come out; it's going to be sugary sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see how they have flipped that in season two, where Nick is like actively coming out but he's really struggling and finding it really stressful and charlie is the one who has the rose tinted glasses who Mm -hmm. is saying like he can protect him and keep him from all the bad stuff and like we'll get to that later but like it's just interesting how how it's completely flipped in this season yeah and then you know that they just like held hands all night for the rest of the night yeah (laughs) so cute and we didn't say imogen and isaac we're like curled up together on the couch. So cute. <laughs> but yeah, so this is where we obviously are laying the seeds of like Nick is really, really going to fucking struggle this season with coming out. And mm-hmm. Charlie is going to struggle to be realistic about it. Yeah. And then we have the next morning where everyone is leaving. And like they're all like giving Charlie a hug and saying goodbye. And Charlie is thanking everybody for coming. And Nick is the last one to leave. And this is so sweet. I love that they all waited for him. Like, they're all going to walk out. Like, they're going to all travel together home. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and they waited for him. Like, I feel like season one, Tao, for sure, would have already been walking. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm gone. But, so he, like, gives Charlie a really big hug. And he, like, goes to leave. But he, like, kind of looks and is like, oh, wait, all of these people know it's safe. And he turns around. We get the leaves circulating. Get the leaves circling, and he kisses Charlie a lot. Good while, yeah. And then Tao, I love that it's Tao. It would be, of course, it's Tao. 
just very dramatically. <coughs> but when we cut over to him, he is cheesing so, so hard. hard. Yeah, it's so. Oh my god, Tao has come quite a ways in yes. like a week. The, yeah, the week it's been. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a lot of positive changes, like actively yes. making a lot of positive uh-huh. changes this season. So Yeah. And it doesn't feel out of nowhere because we did get the like resolution yes. of everything with him and Charlie. And like also a lot of his like issues are resolved because he knows that Nick and Charlie are together. Exactly. So it it kind of all comes yes. together. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, this is good growth. But I also think that he's realized kind of like how harsh and quick to shut down he is about stuff like there's a lot of stuff with like even with him and l later in the season and stuff where you can see him actively reframing what he's thinking to make it not so yeah reactive you know and then darcy Darcy. (laughs) she's like wow we can't believe people think you're straight and i wrote in all caps that's what we've been saying for over a season now (laughs) yeah uh, and Charlie looks so happy. Yeah. Mm, sweet boy. Then we go to a scene that I love. Yes, and I was nervous for this. Yeah, this scene takes us for a ride, but let's let's just go into it. So it's like some other day. Jane and Julio are back. Um, and she says that she signed the form for the Paris trip. And they're just kind of like having a conversation about the trip. Charlie says it's a joint Truem Higgs language students trip. well then your spanish gcse will come in very useful which i have two notes on this one excellent joke two (laughs) why why is this trip open to all of the language students and not just the french students like what is a student taking spanish or italian or whatever other language going to get out of this yeah i know because like they have to take that like little quiz before they go on the Eiffel Tower and yeah, like, Imogen and Sahar are both like, I don't take French. I have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah. How? How does this work? It's, it's so, oh my God. I, I like this. I like had this thought at first, just like with this, you know, little interaction. And then when we get to the, the Eiffel Tower where they have to like do the uh-huh. translations before they go up, I'm like, why is this not just for French students? Like what the actual what? Yeah, I think it's interesting that there doesn't seem to be much of a conflict around Paris at all. It yeah. does, it's, strikes me odd that Jane is not resistant in this at mm-hmm. all. She's like, oh, I signed that form, so you're good to go without any animosity. Like, they have not fought about it or anything. So it's yeah. just... And she, she strikes me as the person who would be like, mm, like, do you really need to do this? Like, you're not even taking French, Charlie. Like, yeah. you know? I wonder if that conversation has happened already. But she doesn't, like, I feel like if it had, she would have been like, I signed the form, you know? She's more like, yeah. oh, hey, yeah, I signed your form. Like, it doesn't sound like there's any animosity in it, like she had been worn down, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like Jane in this scene. Yeah. Um, I actually, in the next uh, episode, have some hot takes about Jane as well. Ooh. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Um, I spent like 10 minutes trying to make a post about it and then just... (laughs) I do that. (laughs) It's like, no, I gotta let this go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so in any case, Charlie decides this is the time to tell his parents about Nick. 
I <laughs> Okay, but also he's pouring this bowl of cereal. Do you did you clock how much milk he puts in this? Because no. it's barely any at all. <laughs> it's like he's making a, a cup of tea, the amount of milk he puts in. Mm. <laughs> he just like dash of milk. Like but I mean, I guess we know he's not gonna eat it anyway, but that's true, yeah. So Jane and Julio are confused and surprised at the yes. revelation that Nick is his boyfriend. Julio is so funny. <laughs> well, before we get to Julio, Jane is just like digging herself into a hole. Well, I, you know, he's a very sporty, laddish sort of boy. I, I wouldn't have assumed that he was gay. She is like fully shocked. And I'm like, I'm willing to believe it because they just like go up to his room. And like, we all know why, but it's just so yeah. funny to see her so flustered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, being gay has nothing to do with that. And actually, he's bisexual. <laughs> Can we talk about how many times this season we get to hear, I'm bi, actually. He's bi, actually. Even when he comes out, he puts, I'm bi, On the Instagram, I love it. I love it. First kiss. This show will not stand for bi erasure. <laughs> no, and then Julio, gay or bisexual, uh, Nick is banned from sleepovers from now Immediately. <laughs> And Tori has come in at this point, Tori too. Tori has come in, which is very important because she is my favorite part of this She's so funny. <laughs> because Charlie's like, what? And Julio says, yeah, there will be no hanky-panky in this house. And Tori is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Please don't say hanky-panky. <laughs> so good. And Charlie's like, I'm out of here. At the mention yeah. of hanky-panky... Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little like back and forth about how Nick is going on the trip. And Julio says, bedroom door open at all times. And that's when Charlie announces his departure. And Julio says, no hanky-panky till you're married. And Tori, the delivery on this too, she is, stop saying hanky-panky. <laughs> yeah, and her face is perfect too. She's like, it's the perfect balance of being pissed off that he has said it again after she's uh -huh. already said no and being fully disgusted that he's saying it at all just like yes <laughs> and like even jane he like julio looks at her and she's like no just no like <laughs> well okay so here's the thing because i can fully imagine here's what's going on right tori our asexual queen it just doesn't even want to think about the notion of sex yes. at all yes right so she's just like no uh-uh right Jane doesn't want to think of her kids exactly doing that, engaged yeah. in the hanky-panky, if you will. Yeah. And Julio's being practical and realistic. Exactly, yes. I just, I thought it was so such a funny detail to have Jane also be like, no, like, no, yeah. just fucking stop. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. It's so painful. It hurts she's me. such a good sister god damn it she goes up to his room and she's like so you're telling people and you're not worried and she's already crying already like the tears in her eyes and like her voice is shaky and charlie's like about what she's like about getting bullied again and i i, I wrote it down he says it's not gonna be like when i got outed i just we just want people to know we're together I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Nick doesn't have to deal with what I did. I can protect him. I can make sure that he never feels pressured or stressed or scared. Everything's going to be perfect. 
And this is all spliced with Nick, like, walking home on cloud fucking nine. Yeah. And it's... (sighs) Charlie, no. You cannot protect him from the world. You just can't. It's the same issue of he couldn't protect you from the world in season one. Yeah. And it's it's this other thing. um, And this is, like, a very teenager first love idea of, like... I have Nick. We're in this relationship now. It's going to solve everything. Yes. Nothing else, like nothing is going to be wrong anymore. And it's just like knowing what's ahead. It's like, oh, but the worst is yet to come, Charlie, and it hurts. Like, it's just so hard to watch him like fully thinking because he like genuinely believes it. It's not like he's, like, in denial. Like, he fully believes that everything's going to be perfect and that he can protect Nick. Yeah. This is legitimately what he thinks. He thinks that he, just by, like, being there and being supportive and making sure he's doing it all on his own time, that he's going to be able to, like, protect him from all of the, like, negativity that still might come from it. Some of the negative feelings he's going to have throughout of it. And, like, it's just... It hurts me. It hurts so much because, like, obviously we want it to be true. Like, that's in a perfect world, but there are still people. And I think that, like, we'll hear Nick saying this exact thing to him later. But, like, there are always going to be the Bens and the Harrys and the bullies of the world. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that you can do about that. Or even just, like, the people who are going to, like, gawk. Yes, Tori is tore up. She is she is us in this situation. You know, yeah. like she's feeling all of these things that we've just said. And like, how do you how do you say that to him? He's doing so much better. He's been through so much. He's finally like seemingly right doing so much better. And how do you be there to support him and like you know help him through it, but also realistically tell him like you're living in a dream world and you need to come back to reality without just completely breaking him all over again. You know, like it's such a hard position to be in. Yeah. It's really, really rough. And I'm going to transition us into something else because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, please. (laughs) So, right. The episode ends on this heartbreaking note. Mm -hmm. Um, But that means that now we can talk about our favorite quotes. (laughs) I would probably have the exact same one for this. <laughs> I I had a few, but I you know, you can't I couldn't pick anything other than it'll be fine. She's an ally. <laughs> same, same. The delivery, the setting with everybody there, the boys being all confused. Yeah. Kizzy's face. It's it's, it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what where did you fall on the scale? Um, I, I landed at like a four. Oh, I was very close. I just, I, so here's the thing. I feel like some of the, like the ending kind of like balanced a lot of it out for me. I, I don't know. It just, it didn't fully, fully do it for me. Hmm. Um, okay. I really enjoyed the episode, but it's just a, yeah, it's a four. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not sure that there's a single episode of this season that gets less than a five from me. That's fair. That's and this fair. one I gave 
and 86, as in I am 86. <laughs> We're out of Ashley, is out of stock. All right. We have no more Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, it's a it's a good one. I just, yeah, there's just something about it that I'm like, the end just kind of like absolutely guts me. It's a good one, though. It's a really strong start to this season. Which is a phenomenal season. It's a very good season. Um, and I am really excited that we're talking about it. Yeah, it feels really good to be talking about season two. I'm really excited to get into this season. We had a lot of comments and have had a lot of people message us and say that they really like it whenever we have guests on. And so we do have more guests lined up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something really exciting is that we have decided that we're going to be launching a Patreon in September. So keep an eye out on Instagram for some more details about that. And we'll be telling you more soon, but we're really excited and we think that it's going to yeah. really help us be able to like take some stuff to the next level. Yeah. We have a lot of visions of what we want this to be and it's going to bring us closer to, to being able to like afford some of the logistics of actually doing that. Yes. And we have some very, very fun uh, rewards that we're planning for you guys. Yeah. So um, that'll be really fun. <laughs> So more info on that coming. Yes. And Instagram will be the place to look for that. And maybe Twitter if Twitter A still exists and B if Ashley feels like it. But Instagram for sure is home base. So Yes. We we both use and like Instagram. So all right. Well, that just about wraps us up for this episode. And of course, this is a bi-weekly podcast by two bisexuals. And we will be back in two weeks for season two, episode two family. There's going to be a lot to talk about. If you want to follow us online, we are at Why Are We Cast on all social platforms. And if you like this, please consider rating and reviewing us. And until next time. Bye. Bye.